Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, your host, and with me in studio is Archbishop Alexander Sample. And for this week, we're going to discuss, because it is that time again, back to school and the season, but also the value of a solid Catholic education in our communities today. Archbishop, as we begin, please lead us in prayer. Yes, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you have entrusted to the church the great responsibility to educate and form our young children, especially in the ways of faith, Father, but also to be those young people of virtue and goodness who can reflect the light of your goodness and love before the world. We ask you to be with us during this radio program as we discuss this important topic for the life of our church, that we may be inspired by your grace and your direction to renew and rededicate ourselves to the education of our children, those that you have entrusted to our care. All of this we ask through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, seat of wisdom. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I am going to look to Holy Mary, seat, seat of, of wisdom, wisdom, as we discuss this. Sede sapientiae. You know, we are, you know, Labor Day is right around the corner, and I've talked to many parents, some who have their children, they're first entering into it kindergarten and preschool. I just talked to a mom yesterday who's got her daughter going to college, some that have graduated from college, everywhere in between. I've just talked to a woman who's uh, studying or forming to be a Carmelite nun, and she is taking her break and going back into her postulancy. A young man who's going into Mount Angel Seminary. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of progress in our Catholic education. But let's talk a little bit about the core of Catholic education. We have our Catholic parishes. We have our faith where we come to worship. We learn. We talked about faith formation and, and learning about the intellect of, of what we believe. But we also have this, this time of edu- educating our children and learning and being socialized as well to connect with other people. What's the purpose of having a, a Catholic school? Many of our local parishes have a Catholic school, and that's part of their ministry of forming those families that live within the parish boundaries and the value of a Catholic education. It just didn't happen recently. We've always had ways of schooling our children in the Catholic faith. Well, you know, I think that, that, you know, uh, those those folks that sometimes portray the Catholic church somehow as being anti-intellectual or or opposed to science uh, and uh, uh, and human, you know, knowledge, in, in some strange way, it's it's the most bizarre caricature sometimes of the church that you could possibly come up with because really the church is responsible for the uh, development of educational systems and institutions in, in the history of the, of the Western world. I mean, it's the church that gave birth to universities where 
not just religion, but you know the sciences, uh, uh, the human sciences, and and the and the literary sciences are studied. Um, so. Uh, the church has always had a deep and profound commitment to education as part of her mission, really. Uh, and we look at the history of, of the Catholic school system here in the United States. You know, it's, it's, it's profoundly important. And we have such great, you know, saints that were so instrumental throughout history in our own country, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, mm-hmm. even St. John Neumann, who was a great proponent of, of Catholic school education. And, and you know, the, the, you you said something very important, uh, Dina Marie, and I think it's it's worth uh, emphasizing. And that is that our parochial schools. Now, you know, we call them our Catholic schools. Uh, you know, private schools. I don't like the idea mm-hmm. of private schools. That that just that that rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> to be perfectly blunt, we're not just private schools. We're we're parochial schools. So we we have. We have uh, different kinds of Catholic schools in, in, the, in the church today in the United States, and even here in the Archdiocese of Portland. We have what are what we call true parochial schools, meaning parish schools associated with our parish communities. We have some schools that are recognized as Catholic in the Archdiocese that are, are non-parochial, that are independent. You know, there's, there's a few of those. We have just uh, some examples, two examples would be Blanchette. Uh, high school in in the Salem area and and, and St. Mary's in, in Medford are are independent uh, Catholic schools under uh, they're recognized as Catholic but they're not they're not under any church authority directly you know in other words they're not associated with the parish they're not an archdiocesan school then we have archdiocesan schools mm-hmm. as well that are associated with the archdiocese as a whole so we have our three Catholic uh, high schools that are archdiocesan, uh, Central Catholic here in, in Portland. Uh, you know, um, we have Regis in in Staten, and and of course Marist in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And then there are some high schools that are under the care and the sponsorship of religious communities, religious orders in the church, uh, and and we have those high schools. Uh, and then we have other independent schools that are 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 of a, of a different nature altogether. You know, based more on a, on a classical curriculum of, of study. But I, what I want to emphasize are especially these parochial schools, mm-hmm. the, the the elementary and middle schools and preschools and kindergartens that are directly uh, you know associated with the parish. What parishes need to understand and what the people in the parishes need to understand and the people in the school community need to understand is that the school is a mission of the parish. It is part of the mission of the parish. It's, it's an educational apostolate, if you will, and ministry of the parish community. And the reason I emphasize that is, is too often there is, there's like a, 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 a disconnect yeah. between the school and the parish. Uh, and I see this in, in, in some places. And it's quite strong, quite honestly, in some places where the school community is somehow separate from the parish community. They're like two different communities. And sometimes, uh, I, I've heard it described this way, in some places it's, it's the tail wagging the dog. In other words, the, the school is, is sort of uh, wagging the dog, if you will, of the, of the parish and, and is the, seen as the important thing. So we need to really get this clear in our mind for our parochial schools, that they are a mission and a ministry and an apostolate of the parish. Because many pastors tell me that 
the parents of the kids in the Catholic school, and I'm talking about the Catholic parents, because we do have a lot of Mm -hmm. non-Catholic parents who do send their children to our schools, praise God. But for the Catholic parents in our in our who are sending children to our Catholic schools, pastors tell me all the all the time how few of them actually participate in the life of the parish itself. You know, that's it's like, well, then what are we doing these schools mm-hmm. for? You know, and that's basically what the pastors are telling me. You know, it's like, why do we have these schools if the families who are going to our school, who are Catholic, are not participating in the in the fuller life of the parish? In other words, for them, the school is the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not involved in the parish life. Some of them aren't, quite honestly, Pastor, tell me, I don't see some of these people even at Mass. You know, so this disconnect has to be, has to be uh, um, you know, healed, really. That, 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 and, and, I, and our pa- pastors are dedicated to this, and I know it's, it's really on their heart and mind. It's on my heart and mind to make that connection more, more clear. And our parochial schools, our parish schools, are extremely important in the life of the church today. Today, probably uh, more so than in a long time, uh, because of the culture that our young children are are growing up in today. You know, uh, Cardinal Dolan, uh, the Archbishop of New York, some years ago, I read an essay that he wrote. Uh, I think the title of the essay was "The Catholic Schools We Need." And he was, he, he was he's, a, he's an historian. He got his doctorate in, in church history, so he's, he's always taken an historical perspective on things. And he talked about one of his predecessors in the Archdiocese of New York, one of the archbishops of, of New York, I don't remember which one it was, who in the early days of, of uh, the establishment of the Catholic Church here in the United States and the establishment of our Catholic schools, you know, the, the schools were started in this country really to help our children stay Catholic, not because of a secular culture or an atheistic culture that we were challenged with, but it was really with the Protestant culture in this country. You know, in those days, you know, there was not this clear, quote unquote, wall of separation between church and state, as we say, and and even public schools were were being imbued with a a Protestant Christianity. And, And there was a great danger that our children were going to to not remain faithful to to Christ's church, the Catholic Church, and so that was a large part of the reason for the establishment of the Catholic school system was to keep our kids Catholic, and also to to minister to the to to the poor, uh, and to provide a, a good solid education, a quality education, but a faith filled, faith based education for for lower income. You know, and that's you know the great especially the great women's religious communities and some men religious communities as well, you know, dedicated their whole life in apostolate and, and ministry to that, that, that great apostolate of Catholic education, especially for the underprivileged. Because that was, education has always been seen as a, as, as a leg up, if you will, in life, but also to form them in the faith. But this archbishop, in that time and in that culture, uh, made the point, he said, in this time, our Catholic schools are even more important than our parishes. You know, which is a pretty startling statement mm-hmm. for that archbishop to have made back in the day. But Cardinal Dolan was reflecting on that for our own time. And can, can we maybe say something similar today, that with all of the pressures that are on our children today, and all that is in the secular culture, and all that is seeking to form them away from the gospel, away from Christ, to form them with moral values that are completely contrary to our Catholic faith and belief, the schools become an indispensable, irreplaceable instrument, if you will, of teaching and forming our young children in the faith. 
So, you know, the school provides an opportunity uh, to, to, to do that in a unique way, in an in a intentional and uh, immersion sort of way. But the point being then, then our schools must be truly Catholic. Mm-hmm. They must be truly Catholic. You know, that's, that's a challenge that I constantly hold up, quite honestly, uh, before our teachers, our principals, our administrators, our school boards, or even our own Department of Catholic Education here, that the Catholic identity and mission of our schools must be clear and unequivocal. You know, we can't, we can't fiddle around with this. Uh, you know, that this is, this is a critical time in history. And we're going to lose uh, generations of, of young people if we don't give them a solid uh, formation in, in, in our Catholic faith, in our Catholic schools. So we, we have to be, and I don't mean to be, um, I, I, you know, I don't want to be overly critical or I don't want to be perceived as being, you know, just down on, on, on our Catholic schools. But I think we need to raise the bar. Mm-hmm in terms of our Catholic mission, our Catholic identity. And because I, I see the secular values creeping, uh, unfortunately, into some of our Catholic schools where the values of the culture, which, which have taken on this almost religious uh, dimension. I mean, there is, I think, such a thing as a secular religion today. You know, and, and the values that, that people are espousing today uh, you know, whatever it might be, and I'm not going to get into the particular ideologies that are out there today, but there are a lot of ideologies in the culture today that are completely contrary to our Catholic faith and belief. But it's become almost a religion. And if you don't profess the right beliefs, if you don't mouth the right words, if you don't say the right things, or if you say the wrong things, you're, in this culture, canceled you know, and you're, you're evil, you're, you're demonized, you know, well, we, this is a dangerous time, uh, for the formation of our children. Uh, and, and I mean, there's a lot of good in the culture and, you know, I, 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 I don't want to, you know, sound like a, a doom and gloom, but, uh, but there, there are a lot of challenges in our culture today. And with all the goodness that's there in people's uh, hearts and minds and lives, there's a lot of darkness too. And we have to, we have to, keep our children in the light right. and, and the schools help us do that. Right. And Archbishop, as you talk about uh, raising the bar and there should be this expectation if we have a Catholic school, particularly as you talk about our parish schools, or our parochial schools, that it's a whole community. So from the teachers to the administrators, to volunteers, to parents, and then of course to the parish. And number one is the children, the young hearts and souls that this, this, organization is supposed to help foster a love and identity of the Catholic faith and to learn their math and science and reading, but education. And I know for some parents I've talked with who have kids in Catholic schools, they love that their kids are taking their prayers at home, and that's reflected in the environment where they pray for one another. There's this presence, there's a crucifix, you know, you you have your religion, you learn about the saints, um, that we have to have this we should taste and feel Catholicism in the midst of that Catholic school. Yeah, so that's what I meant earlier when I said that it has to be an immersion mm-hmm. experience. So, in a Catholic, to me, a Catholic school 
uh, isn't just a place where crucifixes are on the wall and statues and holy pictures are put up on the walls and where one of the subjects taught is religion. That in and of itself <clears throat> does not constitute a Catholic school. Um, there has to be a whole environment of faith and, and, and ethics and moral values and respect. You know, my sister, who lives here in Portland, is, is, is a retired school teacher. And she taught for 34 years in the public school system in, in Utah. And she retired and, and moved here. And when she first moved here, she, she did some um, substitute teaching. Uh, and even some, she had a, even a, a more of a full-time position for a time in, in some of our Catholic schools here in, in the Portland area. And she, with the, for her, she just started doing that. And she told me, she says, oh my gosh, what a difference. What a difference in environment. Mm. The respect that the children show, uh, you know, was, it was amazing. The discipline was amazing compared, you know, with her experience in, in, in the public school system in another state. Um, so, and, and that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. There should be an environment that it, it's not just the teaching of religion. Mm-hmm. It's not just the, the, the scene of a crucifix above right. the, 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 the chalkboard, or I guess they use whiteboards now. <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, but it's the whole environment of the school. And, and this is where um, I, I, I think the, the, the principal policy is people mm-hmm. comes into play mm-hmm. in other words who are the people leading our schools you know who the principal from the principal down to all of the teachers and not just the religion teachers but all of the teachers mm-hmm. in our schools and the staff they must be living disciples and witnesses of the lord and the school boards that govern these schools, you know, as well, and, 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 and under the guidance of the pastor. Um, the whole environment of the school must be a Catholic Christian environment so that the, the, the teachers, the principal, the staff, administrators are witnesses, witnesses of the Lord Jesus, witnesses of our faith. You know, Pope uh, St. Paul VI had that, that wonderful uh, expression uh, that he said, the, the world listens to witnesses more than it does to teachers. And if the world listens to teachers, it's because they are first witnesses. And that's so important that, that our, 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 the, the, the adults in the room, so to speak, the adults in our schools... Uh, need to be profoundly aware of that responsibility that the Lord has entrusted to them. Those teachers, those administrators are partnering with the church, partnering with their pastors, partnering with me as the archbishop to fulfill our responsibility and our mission to hand on faithfully our, our Catholic faith uh, to the next generation. Now, parents are the primary educators mm-hmm. of their children in the faith. And that's, that's something, and, and that's a frustration, quite honestly, that a lot of teachers and administrators express as well over time. That, you know, uh, what, we're, what we're trying to do in the school isn't always being backed up, if you will, at home. And sometimes there's even conflicting messages. 
And, you know, we all have to be on the same page here. We have to be partners in, in the education of these children. And, and so, because I, you know, I, I, I've said this many times that for those children who do not have the opportunity to participate, let's say, in a Catholic school, but maybe are participating in a faith formation program uh, in, in, their, in their parish, well, if in this culture, in this time, with all of social media and everything else that's out there, if anyone thinks that an hour a week in a faith formation class in a parish, when I'm sure the catechists are spending the first 15 minutes just trying to get the kids to settle down, uh, is going, you know, for whatever, nine months out of the year with days off and vacation time and that, if, that, if, if anybody thinks that's going to impart the gift of faith and a living faith, a living faith, not just a knowledge, but a living faith to the next generation in this culture, you know, we're fooling ourselves. You know, it, it's, it's, the, it's what happens at home that is, is really most important. That's, that's the most important mm-hmm. place. And that's even true for our schools. You know, uh, parents who entrust their children to our Catholic schools, we, I thank you and I, I praise you for the sacrifices financially uh, that you make to do that. That's a great, great gift you give to your children. But, you know, it isn't the school's job alone to give the gift of faith and a living faith to your children. That's, that's parental responsibility first. And so the parents need to be backing up what the schools are trying to do, and the schools must be assisting the parents in their role and responsibility as the first formators in the faith. I, I would foresee this partnership you know, between parents and our Catholic schools in, in handing on the precious gift of faith uh, to the next generation. And Archbishop, you mentioned sometimes there can be that we have a church, we have a parish, but it, when I've heard of these examples of the pastor goes and is visiting him with the classes, and there's such this connect of the parish and that school community that they're, they're building this bond together. Yeah. I think your message of how we can continue, how parish community and our priests can continue to, to build and foster a greater respect, and I think a beautiful dignity of this whole family, the school family, the parent. We're one family. Yeah, <laughs> We're I know, really so, I know family. some pastors in this archdiocese who are just incredible, shining examples of fostering that relationship. You know, priests who take the time, uh, you know, to spend in the schools, uh, to, to be visible and present to the children. You know, so that the children know that this is my pastor, right? Uh, and and he cares about us, he loves us, he's present with us. I know some pastors who who teach, mm-hmm. you know, even in the in the Catholic schools. Now our pastors are extremely busy. Uh, you know, they, everybody's pulling at him from all directions. I, I sometimes say everybody wants a piece of us. You know, uh, so our time is very limited, and and I know that our energy is we're only we're only human, and we're only one person. But I I think that pastors who prioritize that in their ministry, uh, reap the fruits of that and the benefits of that. I, 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 there's a priest, this is in my previous diocese in Michigan. I had a school that was, uh, I never wanted to, to see a Catholic school close on my watch, so to speak. And I only had nine little, little schools and elementary schools. And this was the one that looked like it might close. And there were numbers were way down. It was barely being able to sustain itself. And, and I was worried about it. And I took a risk on a young priest that I had the privilege of actually ordaining. And he was, he was still pretty green, so to speak. But I, I, I entrusted this parish to him in the school. 
And I sent him in there and I, I told him, I remember, I said, look, I said, you know, if the school ends up having to close, you know, we'll, we'll have to accept that and live with that sadly. And I'm not going to hold you responsible for that. But please do everything you can, you know, to try to, to make this work. Well, he dove in and he just took it, uh, that, that challenge uh, to heart. He connected with the school families, to the, to the families in the parish. He visited them in their homes. He talked to other families in the parish who didn't have the kids in the school, say, well, why aren't your children in the school? And he tried to get them into the school. I just got a note from him the other day, and this was, you know, I've been gone there for eight years. I just got a note from him the other day. He's gone on to a new assignment in, in, in my previous diocese, the Diocese of Marquette. But he was talking, he was giving me kind of an update on, on what the state of things in the schools. That school now is doing great. Mm. Uh, but it was, it was that personal investment and, and making the connection, again, between the parish mm-hmm. and the school, that, that they're one community, yeah. one community uh, of, of, of believers. Absolutely. Well, as we do move into this new school season, Archbishop, just a, a final message that you have for our parents, for our teachers, for our priests and the, the principals as we come together again to embrace another school year, uh, our hope for yeah. this new year. Well, my, my sentiment is, is always first and foremost, profound gratitude, profound gratitude to our teachers, uh, to our administrators, our principals, and others, to our pastors who do the best they can to dedicate to the schools, to all of them, my profound gratitude for the sacrifices being made to provide our children with this education. The, the, you know, our, our Catholic school teachers, let's be clear and be honest about it, they could do better financially working in, in the public school system. Uh, we're working at it, to get our salaries up to up to uh, comparable uh, dignity, but we're not there yet. They could do better, but they believe in the mission of Catholic education, and so they they're willing to make that sacrifice to teach in our Catholic schools. And I just am so impressed with that, and so profoundly grateful to them. Our principals as well, you know, committed uh, to the to this vision of Catholic education and understanding the importance and the mission uh, of the school. Parents who make those financial sacrifices to pay the tuition to, to send their children to our schools. You know, and I hope that people will, will support our schools and especially support our Catholic School Foundation that seeks to provide tuition assistance. My goal one day is to be able to say, no Catholic child in the Archdiocese of Portland will be denied a Catholic school education for financial reasons, but that we will be able to, to help them pay the bill uh, to send their children to our schools. So Folks out there who are looking for a way to support our schools, uh, please look into our our Catholic uh, School Education Foundation. Absolutely. And let's continue to pray for the intercession of St. Joseph and Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom for our Catholic schools and all that are involved in our communities. Archbishop, thank you so much. Would you please help us close with your blessing? May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families, especially our dear children, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And thank you all for listening to the Voice of the Shepherd on Mater Day Radio. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. And until our next encounter, may you have a blessed week. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. 
please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.